Hello and welcome to Beyond Radio Podcasts. This is an episode in our series The Veteran Story, produced in conjunction with Morecambe Football Club Community Sports and the First Light Trust. In this series, local veterans recount their experiences of serving in the armed forces and life since leaving. The views expressed here are of the individual contributor. This is The Veteran Story. I'm James Wakefield and I'm from Morecambe and Lancaster really, grew up, grew up in the area, born in Lancaster but lived in Caton, Heesham, Bontley Sands, Garstang, <laughs> Hesbank, all over really. I served in the infantry um, in the Queen's Lancashire Regiment, um, I joined as an officer and so I was an infantry officer in, in the, the British Army. I was going to go and work at, I mean, an office job and um, a couple of people including my mum said are you sure you, 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 you know, can't do something a bit more active and so, uh, so I went along to an army recruitment centre and, and they said well you know you probably probably get in as an officer and it all just went on from there. I like the idea of being outside and I like the idea of being a soldier. My mum and dad were, were really pleased that I decided to join the army although my mum had you know, one or two misgivings. I don't think any of my friends were surprised but I'd never been in cadets or, or CCF or anything like that, so it was a bit of a change of direction. But, um, yeah, everybody was supportive. I was probably 20, 21 or 22 when I joined up, and I was fine. I, did, I, didn't, I moved around a lot when I was, when I was a kid, um, and I was lucky enough to go to university, and I went, went to university up in Scotland, um, which was a long way away, and I'd always travelled quite a bit. So, yeah, familiar surroundings wasn't a problem. Formed some friendships in the army um, that are stronger than any of the friendships I've, I've formed in my life, barring one, um, who's my best mate who I grew up, grew up with in, in Bontley Sands. One or two people probably took exception to um, the, the way that I, I do things. I, I tend to be, you know, quite sort of fast-paced and probably a bit too ambitious for some, for some people. Um, but no, generally speaking, I made some really good friends in the army. I did a couple of tours in Northern Ireland. So I was based in Catterick, but I did a couple of tours in Northern Ireland, one in Omer, um, and then another in South Armagh. And then um, my last tour, which was in 2003, was um, Iraq, which was Telic 2, um, which, was, um, which was a pretty active deployment. I was never in, a, in what you might call a, a, a fighting war. I was always um, peace enforcement or peacekeeping. And the job we did in Iraq in 2003 was, was just on the edge in that um, the war fighting just stopped as I got there and the situation we found ourselves facing was um, complete anarchy really there was no control there was no law and order there was nobody uh, looking after the interests of the people and I suppose our job was to try and um, stabilize things calm things down um, implement that law and order and make the society uh, one that was livable and one that was safe for everybody so so I can't claim to have um, been in a, in, a, in a fighting war but um, it was it was it was pretty chaotic in in Basra in 2003 and our job was to try and make it less chaotic and make things work and in that regard that's one of the proudest things I've ever done Um, you know working working to try and stabilize a place and make it livable and safe for half a million people. Sadly one of my best mates um, got killed in Iraq I'd been his best man at his wedding a year before and uh, an improvised explosive device was detonated um, as his vehicle drove past and he took the brunt of it so that was um that was pretty tough and that was about halfway through that tour some of the other moments though that I'm, I'm really I remember very fondly are seeing soldiers and being involved in myself in situations where instead of shooting we calmed situations down and we 
we you know we didn't take the the aggressive approach and we took the the the, the much more sort of um, peaceful approach and prevented people from being killed or prevented uh, the need for us to us to kill them. Um, so yeah, the, the, the moments where where people's lives were saved are the, are the, are the things that I think um, you can look look back on with with real pride. One point in training, I forgot exactly what stage it was, but it was at Sandhurst, um, and you had to sit in the room and you had to sign a document or agree to the idea that at some point you might get shot at and at some point you might have to shoot. Um, so you, you know it's there. And you do all of this training, which is all largely training how to fight, training how to attack, training how to defend. Um, but actually the job that the vast majority of people do in the British Army and have done for my lifetime has been peace enforcement or peacekeeping. But you need to learn how to do the fighting in order to do the peacekeeping, in order to be effective. I suppose it's, it's the, the courage of youth. You don't worry too much about, about that sort of thing in, and you, you're doing something which is exciting and which you can be proud of. I didn't start a family or get married. I've only had two serious relationships in my life and I married the second one. Um, but the first one was when I was serving in the army. Uh, she, was, she was absolutely brilliant. Um, she, was, she was from around here too and, and we were in a relationship for the last couple of years I was in the army and then the first couple of years when I came out. But it was difficult to balance because you know, you, you, do, you know I remember being called into the CEO's office on a Monday and being told I was going to Canada on the Saturday. And I'd expected to be going away for a weekend with, with, with my girlfriend on the Saturday and I was there for a month. And so there is that very unexpected nature of it you just got to deal with. I decided I was going to do a, what was called a, a short service commission. So I thought I'd do three or four years after, after, after the year at Sandhurst and I ended up doing four and a half um, and leaving just, just shy of six years. And I think as well, having done three operational tours, having been lucky enough to go to places like America and Germany and Canada, um, I'd had a really good nearly six-year period. Um, so, yeah, I did what I thought I would do and stayed actually a bit longer than I thought I would. I, I just I kind of wanted to get on with, with, with other parts of life. When I left the army, I joined a friendship group. I moved to London, actually. I had mates down there already, mates from, from up here. And I got on with a, uh, with a career that two other people who'd left the forces a year before me had gone, had gone into. And so there was almost like a path made by other people. So I, I don't think I struggled with that. There were some moments where I probably realised I had not dealt with some things while serving. And, you know, you have these moments after you've, after you've left the forces where you suddenly become emotional for no apparent reason. Um, so little moments like that, but adjusting wasn't a problem. I was really lucky um, that I was, I was in the Army or in the Armed Forces. It taught me, taught me leadership and for whatever I've managed to remember, that seems, seems to have served me well. It taught me perspective. I don't tend to worry about normal things um, as much as maybe others do because you, know, you don't if you've got a, a perspective that's given to you by something like that. And it reinforced, I suppose, qualities or, or, or traits that I already had, like being organised and um, believing in having a plan rather than just going through, um, going through life without one. Um, so, yeah, I, my, my military experience was, was almost entirely positive. And I, I've, got, I've got a lot to be thankful for. If I were to go back and speak to James at 22, I'd probably tell him not to spend more money than he could afford to spend. Because <laughs> I left the army with more debt than, than any point in my life. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in, in America and it's quite strange there because the moment somebody finds out you've served they even Americans say to Brits thank you for your service and there's a real sense of appreciation and gratitude and it's it's quite strange because you don't our society in the UK doesn't necessarily feel or, or, or do that but seeing what the club is doing with veterans and seeing the massive group of people that we've got for the coffee mornings and seeing the momentum it's gaining that's pretty special 
And certainly I understand why veterans um, collect and, and appreciate time with one another because you do form stronger bonds um, in the forces than you tend to in normal life. It's just a, it's just a fact. Thank you for listening to The Veteran's Story. You can subscribe to the podcasts and visit the Beyond Radio podcast page at www.beyondradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts to hear further veteran stories as they are released. For information on how the First Light Trust is helping local veterans, visit www.firstlighttrust.co.uk Beyond Radio